Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Why was Jesus' death necessary? That may sound like a silly question, but if the Old Testament priests were already sacrificing animals for the people's sins, why change? Today on Drawing Near, we explore these questions. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and study, Sanctified, Once for All. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come before you, we are thankful for this day, this opportunity to live as good stewards before you. We're grateful for what your word calls your manifold grace, your grace that is displayed in so many wonderful and different ways. Father, we're also thankful for your richness and mercy. Father, we're grateful that you give us what we don't deserve and withhold from us what we do deserve. You are loving and kind, remembering that we are but dust. And as we come before you, Father, help us to humble ourselves, acknowledge that we are but dust, and that we are coming into the presence of the Most Holy God, the Creator, King of Kings, and the Judge of all creation. Father, guide us in understanding through the work of your Holy Spirit. Help us, Father, to draw near, and please draw near to us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study today by reading Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. And let's pay attention to the phrasing. It says, For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach perfect. Now, the important thing that we're going to see here is that, again, the writer of Hebrews is contrasting the Old Testament pattern to Jesus Christ. And he calls the law in the Old Testament a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image. In other words, the law in the Old Testament was never intended to be all that God was going to do. It was a type, a pattern, that would point to Jesus Christ. Some people might call it a bookmark, a holding place until Christ came. So the law was just a shadow of the good things to come. The good things to come was Jesus Christ and everything that Jesus brought in with his death, burial, and resurrection. Those Old Testament sacrifices could never make the people perfect. As the priest would sacrifice the animals and the people would come, those shadow things, those Old Testament things, could never do what Christ was going to do. That's what we see going forward. Verse 2 says, For then would they not have ceased to be offered. Had the sacrifices been able to make the people perfect, then they wouldn't have to continue to do it every year. But they had to do it every year. It goes on and says, For the worshipers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But they did. Verse 3, But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. The fact that they were offering sacrifices for sins made it very, very clear that they still needed those sacrifices because they were still in their sin. Verse 4 is very important. For it is not possible 
that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Well, the question becomes, if the bulls and the goats that were sacrificed could not take away sins, then what was the point? God was teaching the people that they were sinners. God was teaching the people that their sin needed atoned for. He was also pointing to the Messiah who would come, God's sacrifice for sins, who would do what bulls and goats could not do. Going on to verse 5, Therefore, when he came into the world, speaking of the Lord Jesus, he said, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, to do your will, O God. These are the words of Christ. And these words make it clear to us that the Old Testament system was not what was going to satisfy God's righteous judgment against our sin. But rather, he sent the Lord Jesus Christ into this world, a body you have prepared for me. He had no pleasure in the Old Testament things, so he sent Jesus Christ. And we are told in verse 7 that Jesus Christ is prophesied in the volume of the book it is written of me throughout all of Scripture. Jesus is not just talked about in the New Testament. He's referred to in the Old Testament and even in the acts of sacrifices and the temple worship. They pointed to Jesus Christ, his need, and his promise coming. So in verse 8 it says, Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them. And then parenthetically, which are offered according to the law. Verse 9, Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. In saying this, he takes away the first, that he may establish the second. Now, it's a little confusing unless you're following along in your Bible or able to read it a couple of times, but all verses 8 and 9 are doing are repeating verses 6 and 7 in order to make the point at the end of verse 9, that Jesus Christ, when he came physically in his body, he came to take away the old covenant, the old sacrificial system, the old priestly service, He came to take away the old so that he may establish the second. They could not coexist at the same time. We cannot have the Old Testament system and the New Testament system. Isn't it interesting that the Jews who do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah still do not engage in animal sacrifices today? That system died out very early after Jesus Christ died on the cross. Why? If they don't accept the sacrifice of Jesus for their sins, why aren't they still sacrificing? And the answer is, God shut it down. God himself took that whole system away, took it out of their hearts, took it out of their culture. In verse 10 it says, By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. By Jesus establishing the second, his perfect pattern, his perfect method for sacrificing for our sins, literally giving his body on the cross so that we not only would be saved, but according to verse 10, sanctified. We are sanctified through the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We are set aside. We are now made holy. The blood of bulls and goats could not make the people holy. 
but faith in the Lord Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection can not only have our sins forgiven, save us, but can also sanctify us, set us apart for God's service, make us holy. That's the critical part here. It is important for us to grasp that God had a long-range plan for our salvation, and he wanted to do more than just atone for sins year after year. He wanted to remove sin from us completely. He wanted to remove our consciousness of sin, the fact that we have to continually make sacrifices for sin. He wanted to remove all of that and sanctify us, make us holy, separate us from the world to his service. And that's what he did in Jesus Christ. As I pointed out, although the writer of the Hebrew letter is writing to Jewish believers back then, it is important for us to understand the bigger picture that God had regarding our salvation. Because not only did he do this, but he also brought the Gentiles in and made us part of the one body of Christ. We learn that in Ephesians. So we need to rejoice and give thanks to God for all of his wisdom, for his great love for us that didn't want to just put a band-aid over this situation, but rather he wanted his wrath completely set aside. He wanted us not just to be forgiven, but to be his children. He wanted us to be his priest, his holy sanctified people. And we need to rejoice in that knowledge. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. Thank you for all that you teach us regarding yourself. Because ultimately, Father, that's what your word does. It doesn't just give us a historical timeline. It gives us information about who you are, what you've done, and what you said. And Father, we thank you that it also tells us what you are continuing to do and will do going forward. Help us by faith to continue to pursue your word, that we may hide these things in our heart so that we could worship you and be devoted to you, serve you faithfully, and not sin against you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.